The White Lotus and other vacation shows are over, but we are just getting started celebrating them here on Post Show Recaps. It is the 2022 In Review podcast series where all month long, PSR is looking back one last time on some of the very best shows of the year. You can check out the full series by subscribing at postyourrecaps.com slash 2022 in review. My name is Ariel, and today we are talking about the White Lotus, etc. Like I said before, <laughs> the impact that both White Lotus and etc. have had on television in 2022 and so much more. But thank God I am not alone because they're not letting me into this hotel right now. It's, it's not working out. So I need somebody. I need my heavy to help me. It is Dr. Amanda. How are you doing? Aloha, hola, ciao, etc. Ariel, I'm so happy to be here. I'm a little jet lagged, a little bit hungover, but we went on a whirlwind tour in 2022. You and I, I cannot think of a better travel partner um, to go from Hawaii to the Riviera Maya to Sicilia. What a time we've had. It's incredible. I have never gotten so many stamps in my passport ever. <laughs> like now I have to to get a new one, I think, because mm -hmm. I can't fit anymore. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's super, super wonderful to be here. I similarly had a great time vacationing with you. You were so low maintenance. It's been incredible. <laughs> I, I am so blessed to mm -hmm. have you as my co-host and co-travel buddy. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been it's been fun. Um, uh, but before we start talking about all of that, we want to remind you that Posture Recaps has an audience survey running this month. We'd love you to take it. Uh, we want to learn more about you, what you're watching, what you're listening to, and more importantly, what you want to see more of on the podcast feed in 2023. You should head over to PostureRecaps.com slash survey 2022 to weigh in and help us make our podcast, the very best they can be heading into the new year. Again, that's posherrecaps.com slash survey 2022. Dr. Amanda, what a year. What a what year. A, did we do like a survey for best hotel stay? Yeah, I was going to say like, you know, we are in the customer service industry. We aim to please. Yes. We love a comment card here. <laughs> uh -huh. um, <laughs> digital or real. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, we've had we we have really had a time in 2022. Um, we have Ariel, you and I have been dubbed uh, by the great Suzanne as uh, the emotional vacation podcasters. Wow, I love that. Yeah. I'm very emotional, so it totally makes sense. We, I like I like we it. are your go to team if you would like to go to a very beautiful place and have an existential crisis. Then you right. should come to talk to Ariel and me. Yeah, if you need to, if you need us to scope out the hotel that you're going to stay at, whether it's pretend on TV or real. Uh, make sure there are no dead bodies around. We are happy to go and investigate and make sure mm -hmm. that there's no uh, history of murder there at the hotel. <laughs> Which is, which is very important, I think, when you're uh -huh. on vacation. You want to feel safe, you know? Yeah, we, ha we haven't found a hotel yet where there's no murder, <laughs> so. It's rough out here. It's, some of these places <laughs> have been around for a long time. And, you know, it used to be a lot easier to, to murder people. So, mm -hmm. um, but wow. I mean, you know, we really covered... Uh, you know, obviously, we it was a great year for the White Lotus. Mm -hmm. um, that was like our big heavy hitter resort show that you and I uh, covered seasons one and two of, you know, this right this, this year, even though season one was was last year, but we got to do our, our little uh, lead up retrospective. 
how are you feeling? I feel like we we podcasted so much about White Lotus. Like it was <laughs> it was such a blur at the end, like yeah. that last week. There's yes, you know, for a limited anthology series, there was nothing limited about the hours of time that we spent podcasting about the six episodes of season one and the seven episodes of season two. So as you said, Ariel, season one aired in July and August of 2021, but 2022 was a huge year for the White Lotus because in September we had a little award show called the Emmys. Ariel. Oh my God! The Ever heard of that? Yeah, this isn't this isn't the daytime Emmys. This isn't the Creative Arts and Sciences Emmys, or as Kathy Griffin mm -hmm. once said, the Schmemmys. These are the real primetime Emmys. Okay. The big show, uh, the main event, and the White Lotus season one totally cleaned up area. Wow. Classic HBO. Wow. Like, this is incredible. This is vintage. This is vintage so, HBO stuff. In addition to winning uh, Best Writing and Best Directing for a limited or anthology series, um, White Lotus completely dominated Outstanding Supporting Actress category with i think like every member female member of the cast being nominated and of course that category being deservedly won by jennifer coolidge uh, who gave a very a very memorable acceptance speech we also had murray bartlett winning uh his emmy for outstanding supporting actor in a limited anthology series um jake lacy and steve zahn were also nominated for that so also rands also ran so a really a really huge night for season one of the white lotus um, yeah like night. season one was like season one got its recognition this year that's incredible and it like what how lucky are we that we happened to be you know staying at that hotel when when it won the emmys basically <laughs> sometimes you're in the wrong place at the wrong time when you're at the white lotus yeah, but we right. were at the right place <laughs> um at the right time yeah sometimes you're um you know in the pineapple suite when you don't want to be in the pineapple suite right or you're not and you want to be and right. then you get what you want and, mm, you wish you hadn't gone <laughs> on that yeah um, so it was a huge, a huge year for Mike White um, after coming off of the high of that um, really huge Emmys. Uh, we had season two uh, coming up uh, right in October, just a month afterwards. So I think that there was a lot of hype and a lot of anticipation of season two of the white Lotus. Um, I think that, you know, we've sort of, so I really think of 2022 as a year that like, even though we only had one of these seasons, it really felt like the spotlight belonged to the whole franchise and that Mike mm -hmm. white is really sort of ascendant right now. And it felt like this was a year that sort of cemented the fact that, you know, he is, you know, a, you know, he is a sort of, elite level of talent right now that he mm -hmm. is a showrunner to watch hbo seems to have a supreme amount of faith in him mm -hmm. um yeah, season especially two, now season two was uh you know season one was proof of concept season two i think just solidified it and now um you know season three was greenlit like very early on in season two's run so um yeah it's been an, a really exciting ride and it was so much fun to get to talk about all of that yeah, we almost called this podcast Mike White Ascendant, but then we were like, 
probably a little, a little on the nose. We almost called the year 2022 in review series. Mike White was not robbed. That's almost what we named Mike the whole White thing. Mike White was redeemed uh, at the Emmys. Ever heard of them? Ever heard uh, of them? But yeah, then the season came and it was, and it landed with a huge splash in mm-hmm. in many, many ways. And it's interesting uh, that and it's so much more appropriate and uh, emotionally correct feeling for Jennifer Coolidge to have won her Emmy uh, for season one and then immediately proceed to... Uh, meet her her end on, mm-hmm. on okay yeah no, white lotus spoilers coming up in case anybody mm-hmm. hasn't watched that's true it. yes yes thank you that is that is that is a good point um yeah this was a huge year for jennifer coolidge like i think that um you know that the emmy felt like a long time coming i feel like she's really had a long-standing and solid career as like this great comedic talent and Mike White really in the character of Tanya McQuad gave her this platform in the showcase to really uh, just let the audience revel in all of her talents and in her mm-hmm. charisma. So, you know, we, we loved her in season one. Um, she won the Emmy for that performance. And then we get this epic season two, which it turns out, you know, once all is said and done, Mm -hmm. we discover is really this operatic ending to our heroine, Tanya. Like the whole episode ends up being this kind of like love letter giving Tanya this really, uh, you know, triumphant and hilarious end um so Mm -hmm. it was it's it it was great to see while we're really really sad to see the end of this character and to know that even though people have speculated she probably won't be in season three i don't know (laughs) we introduced ghosts this past season so she Mm -hmm. could be a a ghost whether it's a force ghost Mm -hmm. uh or some other ghost no that's space that's space which is star wars so you don't like that oh okay yeah uh, no it was it it definitely was a a wonderful swan song for her even if it wasn't quite a swan dive uh, (laughs) a swan more like a swan belly flap more like a swan like like hit its neck on the way oh my gosh uh yeah but you it got was... this <laughs> honestly as fun i'm so glad you brought that up because i had to, i had for, i had somewhat forgotten in all the discourse and all the memories that mm-hmm. i had even of of uh watching it and talking about it how how supportive she is of herself in that final moment in this adorable way love like, that for her certainly yeah before right you know right before she she does meet her end just the like she finally is able to be there for herself seemingly in a way that i can't believe we turn into turn into tanya corner so quickly uh in a way that is honestly i hesitate to use the word uh i guess are you looking for a vaginal father is that the word that you're looking for she became my vaginal father (laughs) and my phallic mother um I mean, salute to her. I'm, I'm literally saluting her right now, Tanya. I I hope I can be uh I can be as supportive of myself for for in my life in in, in moments good and bad like you were Ta- at your end. Tanya McGuad is goals. Um... <laughs> yes, that's the takeaway. 
That's a takeaway. Um, I, yeah, I mean, so this was a, gr a great year for Jennifer Coolidge, um, getting recognized for her season one performance and then having a really outstanding season two. Um, I think that, you know, lots of other, you know, memorable characters that we got to talk about. We'll um, get a little bit into our superlatives later on. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, one of the things I was trying to figure out, Ariel, in preparing for this podcast was, you know, we obviously had a lot of fun talking about the White Lotus. Um, we obviously got this great critical acclaim, um, but it's like getting harder and harder to, I think, appreciate or quantify or realize like what the actual impact of a show is because viewerships mm -hmm. are so difficult to quantify um, with this mix of like premium cable and streaming services. Like the audience mm -hmm. is getting more fragmented. Yes. Um, so like White Lotus felt like a huge show, um, but it's like sometimes hard to know. Well, am I just, is this just in my corner of Twitter that it seems like a huge show? Yeah. Um, how big is this really? How does it compare to these other flagship shows of a network like HBO. Um, and I tried to read about that and I don't understand these numbers very well. <laughs> I tried. I tried to read about these I did things. My best. Uh -huh. Um, but luckily I think you have a little bit of a better handle on this. Um, it looks like the White Lotus season two finale drew record high viewerships for um the H for this for the White Lotus franchise, mm -hmm. um, with 4.1 million viewers on the release day. So I think HBO nice. is really happy um, about that. Um, and I tried to look up some comparison numbers. It looks like House of the Dragon um, brought in 9.3 million viewers after the season one finale. Um, I also looked up Succession and like it looked like their delayed review viewing reports were an average of 6.1 million viewers for season three. So like there's slightly different metrics um right, right. there but by all accounts it looks like what happened with season two was um you know they definitely built audience um that they numbers, had they ha yeah. they built their numbers like they had they they were up 63 percent in comparison to um season one so it seems like this was like by hbo standards a pretty successful show ariel absolutely and i think numbers any numbers that when it's a series they're going to look at how the series is doing against itself certainly and if the number is growing that's always going to be a net positive obviously and i think to me to me personally more important to the actual figure as far as the finale or episodes or how it's growing or not is like People And this is even more harder to quantify to your point about the ratings and how like fragmented everything is, which I think is absolutely accurate. It's the it's the quote unquote what I call the what I and a, a, a student of television call Ooh. buzz. Mm. Uh, and I think it's it's this intangible thing of like, are people talking about it and do people care? And I think for for my money, it seems like the White Lotus got more people uh, quote unquote activated online, whether it's like Twitter, like you said, or sharing mm -hmm. memes, wherever else people share memes. I don't know. Um, I think old people share memes on Facebook, <laughs> uh, but like more people seem to not just be talking about it and posting about it, but like I met people 
and people would be talking about it in person, which I think is rarer and rarer these days, as everyone knows, to kind of to have everyone be on the same page. And like, I would probably argue that White Lotus specifically had more uh, online engagement, at least as far as I could tell, versus like even House of the Dragon, because I think House of the Dragon most likely did, and even in these figures, and uh, you can you can guess had more like quote unquote raw numbers as far as the mm -hmm. viewership and ratings and all that. But I think that kind of show it kind of puts people. So not everyone likes it. Not everyone tunes in, right? So the the White Lotus is like checking more boxes as far as the kind of people who watch, and it just seemed yes. like it was kind of every single person was watching it and like invested in it and enjoying it. So that that was like a fun that just added another layer to the many layers that we're talking about in this incredible onion that is mm -hmm. uh, the White Lotus. Yeah, it's it felt very buzzy, and I think that you're right that it had. A lot of elements that seem to appeal to different people and like different things that we look to get from TV. Like it had this, you know, the, we now know that part of the signature White Lotus format is we start a season with a sort of a, a death and then there's a whodunit element. So we definitely saw with this season the sort of reddit mystery box mm -hmm. uh you know theory chasers were activated looking for clues um i talked about this show with my mom who would talk about how beautiful sicily looked and how great the clothes mm -hmm. were and like, You're like how what about handsome, the dead body how she's handsome like, the actors beautiful. are um you know, so people were talking about i mean it had all of the soap operatic elements of mm -hmm. like relationships and who's cheating with who and, you know, attractive people in beautiful places. Tell um, me it, more. <laughs> I, 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 this is the brochure. If you stay at the White Lotus, right. you will. Um, <laughs> but then it also like has this darkness about it and this willingness to engage with, you know, these deeper themes mm -hmm. to actually poke fun and satirize and criticize, you know, some aspects of our culture, some aspects of society, um, sort of hold up a mirror at the less attractive parts of ourselves and ask questions about, you know, humans' ability to change and be better. Mm -hmm. So I, I did feel like it was a show that you could sort of watch in different ways, depending mm -hmm. on what you were looking for. And a lot of people got a lot out of it. Like people were talking about questions about relationships and cheating and infidelity and like what makes a healthy relationship, what makes yeah. an unhealthy relationship. Um, so it was a very buzzy show. Um, I talked about it with my friends who are TV nerds, with my friends who are more casual TV watchers. Um, yeah. It was like a Sunday night appointment viewing kind of show. We love it. We love sitting in front of a team nobody does this anymore probably but we love sitting in front of the tv at the hotel where we stay mm, uh mm -hmm. and, and we we you and i stay at the white lotus and then turn on the white lotus show <laughs> and on tv to watch it we're like we're so meta about it mm -hmm. uh but yeah I, I think everyone i know who's gone on a vacation in the last year has said like oh my gosh i felt like i was at the white lotus or i overheard <laughs> these people talking at this other table and it was just right. like the white lotus and you're like do you think those are the murderers here isn't that something that happens at every hotel uh, but I think for sure it's, it's like you said, it kind of just permeated culture in a way that is rarer these days in a way that I'm sure HBO was thrilled about. Um, 
but you know to your to your point about the the couples of it all and how it got people talking do you think there do you think there are any couples that like were set got decided to break up because of the show now i'm like no, oh my gosh, this is or maybe... well, please please write in if you think the right way ended your relationship. I mean that would I'm, be incredible. I'm sure it caused fights, right? Like yes. I like I've talked mm -hmm. I've talked to people who are like, oh, I watched this with my partner and they thought that Harper was right. And then but I thought that Ethan was right. Or like mm -hmm. I, I think that so I definitely think this is the kind of show that is could potentially get you fighting with your partner. Yeah, and to your point, maybe there were maybe there was there's a couple or multiple couples out there that were saved by the show. Oh. Like we actually need to talk about the thing mm -hmm. that's affecting us and it's not Harper. It's mm -hmm. us. It's <laughs> us right here. <laughs> it's between you and I. Uh -huh. It has nothing to do with her and whether or not she cheated because she didn't. Uh <laughs> That, that's what somebody would say. It's not me. And then there's a third category of people who left their partners to um, pursue Theo James. <laughs> that's like all. Professionally stalk him. Yes. <laughs> wow. Please don't do that. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I totally believe that there's people <laughs> who do that. I mean, after seeing what I saw, mm -hmm. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, but yes, what do we what do we know? Uh, so that's, I mean, that's season two. We talked yeah, about it. We yeah. talked about it so much for so long. And so many we did. Different we really venues. did. We really I, did. I started talking in my sleep about it one night uh, and there was no one there to answer me. You weren't there. Oh my gosh. Uh, I think you were out partying that night. But um, <laughs> what do we know about the sh about season three? Like we're probably going to get it in 2023, although it hasn't been officially announced uh, just because these, you know, they're not very long, six or seven episodes. And for the most part, you know, you just, there's not a lot of visual effects yeah, to be, to yeah. be uh, added to the show afterwards. Yeah, Mike White has been able to produce and release these seasons like in a pretty efficient way. If you look at the production and release times from season one and season two. So I definitely think it's just quite possible that um, we get another season in 2023, which would be a pure delight. Um, and we do know that the scouting, the location scouting for season three is officially underway. Um, it was even announced, I think, in some of the post in the post finale HBO little interview tag that they had at the end of their episodes where Mike White was interviewed and said that he was looking, he was thinking about Asia. He was looking to explore themes of, you know, Western versus Eastern spirituality and Westerners going to the East and sort of co-opting that spirituality, which does. We love, feel... we love co-opting here at the White <laughs> <laughs> Neo-colonialism at its best. Um, Neo-colonialism is oh. bay here at the White <laughs> I thought you were going to say neo-colonialism. <laughs> that's what I started I to know, say. And then what... I was like, wait, somebody write that down. That's a different idea. <laughs> that's what Bert that's what Bert gets at the breakfast buffet. Um <clears throat> So the speculation right now is that maybe Japan um mm -hmm. we're very much like still in the phase of rumors. I've heard rumors that Connie Britton might come back. I've heard rumors that Laura Dern might be Ooh, potentially on the table yeah, to follow up her voice appearance on the mm -hmm. on the phone earlier, which season. was very smart because the fact that 
she did the voice, but it wasn't like Laura Dern in the family pictures means that like that's sort of wide open for her to come in to a future season oh, and play any true. play any character. Yes. And then she'll she'll get on and be like, Oh, I don't I hate using the phone. I never use the phone. Like you'll never hear her. Mm-hmm. It's that's I think that's great. Yeah. Um yeah, there's there's definitely, like you said, a lot of a lot of rumors and speculations. Uh but there have been some some hints thrown out uh and it does it does seem like like asia is is at least the the closest thing to confirmed i think that we mm-hmm. can we can have here without actual confirmation right right and we know that um that that mike white was sort of thinking of taking season 2 in a different direction and it wasn't until he was actually on location at the hotel that he felt like the atmosphere and the ambiance in Sicily was really demanding that he tell a different type of story. So even if these, you know, rumors that we're hearing are accurate at this point in time, anything is subject to change at any point in the creative process. And Um, as he becomes more power hungry, he can say, he can just demand anywhere he wants. Like, I know I said Asia before, but like space, we're we're going going to space. space. (laughs) I was going to say like, it's either Alaska or space. Those are the only, those are the final final frontier. Alaska or space, (laughs) like the cold. We have to go somewhere cold (laughs) Uh, skiing somewhere. That's somewhere I would want to see like on the, you want the the ski boat, the chalet. Yeah. The the après ski. I love like a murder blood Mm. on the snow. It's very evocative. (laughs) Is this the next Knives Out movie? (laughs) I mean, I stand again. Everything I just, the last three sentences I said, it applies. It applies (laughs) to to glass or to us. He's just a Knives Out franchise as well. But Mm -hmm. um, I think there's something particularly I don't know, beautiful and tragic about a, a bleak, snowy landscape mm-hmm. and, and the, the darkness contained within us when we mm. have to cover up so many layers. Yeah. We love wow. layers. Well, layers of the onion. Layers of the onion, both Tanya and Glass Another Onion. Layer. Another layer. <laughs> Another um, layer. <laughs> Somebody so, did a remix. Oh, really? Of- did they? <laughs> It's just to say another layer and then like they add this beat. It's ridiculous. I love oh, the internet. You have to send that to me. I will. Well, I will. I'm glad you bring this up because speaking of the internet, we talked about the White Lotus's impact in terms of its critical acclaim, its viewership, the buzz. But I think that probably the most important um, index of how successful and popular a television show is, is the memes area. Mm-hmm. Oh, not the memes as the I have been me- <laughs> Yes, I agree. The me- the memes, as, yeah, the the as they as they say uh, in France, the memes. Um, so, no. what was the what was Ethan's thing? Mema, memetic. The, meme- the memetic, the I think the memetic. Uh, what did he say? You have a serious case of memetic, memetic personality uh, or something mirroring. like. But this is what he was talking about: the memes. He's talking about whatever. the memes. Yeah. So, so many great memes. Uh, this, this, so many great memes came out of White Lotus. I have to like start with season one because the season one memes like definitely have staying power. I think the, mm-hmm. the, probably the most popular White Lotus meme of all is the, um, Tanya in her funeral garb toasting on the boat with her champagne mm-hmm. saying, Wee-hee! <laughs> uh-huh, like, what? Oh my gosh, she's already dressed in black. Oh, but that was for her mom. Yeah, that was but for still. her mother. Uh, my mother. Yeah, it's her mother. 
I think it's a it's 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 very versatile. It's a versatile meme. We stand versatility here, mm-hmm. and I I like it. It's it's beautiful. The champagne we love, and mm-hmm. she looks great. She looks great. It's iconic. It's memorable. It has multiple uses. It's celebratory. You can use it. If somebody posts good news, you can use it. If like something <laughs> if they good post bad, bad news, news you can, it just it just it's just it's just great. An all purpose go to meme. I've used it many times myself. Um, Ariel, this is an honor of you. I wanted to put the mom cringe. Mom yeah, I was, uh, I think I'm going to, I'm going to um, start. Say, I, I, it was more of like a vocal meme, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like a, I just kept saying it. So I think, I think that will become a thing in my, in my uh, predictions for 2023. Ah, you think uh, it's, yeah. Spoken memes. Yeah, put that. I mean, that's one that like whenever I see it when I'm scrolling through like the the GIF search bar, I'm always like, I should be using this more. Like, but mm-hmm. I guess I I guess I guess that that's a testament to its limitations that people uh, aren't posting things enough that I should that right. I want to <laughs> say mom cringe. Uh-huh. I could say it to my mom, but I don't think she would get it or appreciate like, it. <laughs> who are you? Who are you mocking there when mm-hmm. you say that? Um, there's a lot of great Armand memes and of course, Murray Bartlett winning best supporting actor in 2022. We love that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the, like, I'm obsessed with you is probably one of the ones that I've used the most frequently. Mm -hmm. I use the one of him pooping a lot. (laughs) I'm sorry. I guess that's more of a gif. That's not really a meme. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, but I got yeah. I, 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 they told me not to use that one again at the, at the place I used it at. So. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Um, I think uh, a really fun meme that was going around, uh, or like a, I guess maybe in November of uh, this year was the um the send them to the white lotus meme. Ariel, do you remember that when people would just oh they were like of like any cast. group of <laughs> yeah anyone yeah yeah whether it was like the Stranger Things kids mm-hmm. or they did that actually with you know we we uh brought up Glass Onion the Knives Out sequel you know when that came out it was those people already look like they're, they're staying basically at already at the White Lotus yeah so yeah that was that was the latest one that I mm-hmm. that I saw but to your point there were there were a bunch it was it was very reminiscent of True Detective season four when that was a, a huge thing of like trying to guess who they were going to cast like these two should be the these oh two, right 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 yes actors or characters should be um the new the new faces of that franchise. yeah that's always that is always a fun format i have a good time with it um and i think what i'm going to uh, i'm going to um declare in my own personal rankings what i think is the greatest white lotus meme to come out of two seasons is tanya mcquad speaking to the sicilian ship captain imploring to him these gays they're trying to murder me yeah <laughs> these gays they're trying to murder me it's very good uh i think i think the before that it would have been the the valentina peppa pig mm-hmm. interaction but this one i agree this one has definitely overtaken uh post finale it's definitely yes. overtaken the the internet yes and this has versatility because you can always put another word over gaze right depending on who's trying to kill you so anytime that you're feeling attacked on the internet 
right you can... yeah you can you can change the gaze you can change the murder me listen mm -hmm. amanda and i will curate your memes for you we have ideas we have yes. we have the capability to to make fake me for a very reasonable price reasonable i will prices. i will i will be your we will be your meme consultants wow a mame consultant <laughs> i love it uh did you vote did you vote babe babe <laughs> i feel like this one i'm gonna whip out like every... this one is uh this one is again oh my god i'm totally i am my walking like uh uh prophecy of what is what is a self-fulfilling prophecy mm -hmm. of myself this one is definitely more of a vocal one like something uh -huh. like, did you vote babe like it's a thing. no this is the way gonna, he yeah. says it he's such a shithead he's it's so good i mean so this is a great one to use like you can use this um you know whenever there's an election you, you can, can use, use it local primary, elections local election <laughs> municipal primaries you can use a general election pta and so so that's great. And then also, if you see somebody complaining about something in an unhelpful yes. way on the internet, you can just shoot them, did you vote, babe? Babe, yes. And nothing, nothing, nothing is more uh, antagonistic than adding the word babe to something mm -hmm. when you either don't know the person or don't like the person. Oh, my gosh. I've done that a couple of times when somebody's <laughs> like snarkily like replied to my comment on Twitter. I think that one time it was in a thread that we were both in. Uh -huh. somebody was like, how did you put this person in the death draft? And then it was like, because I did it before the season started, babe. Yeah, <laughs> babe. Yeah, you got to look at the dates, babe. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um. Yeah, White Lotus. We're so I so I'm so I feel so lucky we got to stay at all these. Uh, we, uh, we had so much fun. We had so much fun with the White Lotus. Um, mm. and I'm sure that you know when it comes back, we'll we, we'll reprise it all again. Um, when we start to hear more about season three. Um, but you know, Ariel, there was it was the White Lotus, but there was mm. also an etc. in there. We did. There was the et cetera. <laughs> we <laughs> love et cetera's here here at the White Lotus podcast. And the White Lotus, et cetera, podcast. We also, so we did this, Ariel, because, you know, we wanted to see, like, when you commit to traveling with somebody, yeah. you need to know that it's a good match, right? You need to know yeah. that, like, you know, you're going to have a similar rhythm in terms of, like, you know, mm -hmm. are you going to get up and eat breakfast? Are you going to go out for the day? Are you cool if I go out and you stay at the hotel? Or, like, is that, like, we had to work all of that out. Yeah. Before, before even our coverage of season one of White Lotus, because the stakes were high. <laughs> the stakes were really high. Um, so in order to gear up for that, we decided to start our little travel journey together over on a little streaming network called Peacock. Woof. I still haven't been able to find it, even though we watched the show and podcasted about it. But yes, the <laughs> we stayed at a resort called The Resort. The Resort. The Resort at the... Riviera Maya um and mm -hmm. we so this like was an eight episode limited anthology series dare I say <laughs> Ariel uh -huh. um and you know we thought like it, it definitely looked interesting and I'm, I'm glad that we covered it I'm glad that I watched it um mm -hmm. it um has a really uh, interesting creative team, like executive producer credits for Andy Ciara, Sam Esmail, um, yes. Ben Sinclair. Um, mm -hmm. So folks that you might recognize from um, their involvement in Palm Springs or Mr. Robot or High Maintenance, mm -hmm. um, a really talented 
cast, uh, including William Jackson Harper, who we know and love as Cheedy from The Good Place, mm-hmm. and Kristen Milioti, um, who was really the I think the standout performance for me in mm-hmm. the resort, um, and also uh, supported by a, a great uh, role for Nick Offerman. Um, That's right. Yeah. So, but so it was it was a really fun show. Definitely more mystery and supernatural than the white lotus is but also like playing on similar themes of you know what people look for when they go on vacation like having that kind of existential crisis having a marital crisis and like Mm -hmm. hoping that you're going to go to a really beautiful place and that's going to fix everything um it had a similar sort of dark comedic tone that i think it played on a little bit differently than the white lotus does did um you know probably less fewer of the people listening to this podcast watch the resort than watch the white lotus um but uh i think it's like a fun show to binge it had a really cool vibe to it Mm -hmm. um like i said great acting performances some like laugh out loud moments yes yes many uh yeah you just you upset the resort hive by saying more people were watching the white lotus than the resort oh no uh, do you gonna, think the resort gonna hive is gonna come us. for me they're gonna come for us with all of their resort memes we're all of their <laughs> resort wear and memes uh yeah the resort this is this is a show i i have this um this category of shows of whether it's stuff that i have uh podcasted about or you know, a friend got me into like, I would have never discovered this show on my own or I, and I had heard of it, but I would have probably never sat down to watch it, honestly, mm-hmm. you know, with the peacock of it all and of like, yeah, I'll get it. As everyone knows, there's a uh, there's a lot of content out there these days. Mm-hmm. So it's hard sometimes to zero in on a thing if it's not like on your radar for a very specific reason. You kind of put it on that. I'll get to it list. Mm-hmm. And as we know about the I'll get to it list, you don't always get to it. So this probably would have stayed there for a while. And I, I, I remember it and look back on it so fondly, genuinely sweet. Like you said, a great mix of of uh, genres in a way and like emotional, uh, different parts of the emotional spectrum. Very funny, very sad, very like touchingly sweet mm-hmm. and some some wonderful sci-fi stuff. Like the nerd in me was like, wow, this is so great. Uh, for, for me, the standout was, uh, Luis Gerardo Mendez who played Baltazar because he just, I hadn't seen him anywhere and Mm -hmm. this was the first time I saw him and I hope I see more of him. He's, he was such a delight and it it was like one of those, one of those, uh, like gems of a show that you can say it, it feels special when you're watching it. And I think part of sometimes what makes these things feel special is that no one else is watching it. And while you wish other more people were, it's kind of like. This is what we got. This is this is it's it's beautiful, and I'm glad we had this time. So yeah, this is that's where really we we cut our resort teeth, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak, with each other, and it was it was a great little show. I definitely it was a great show. Yeah, I would say like I think it's like more sincere than the White Lotus. So oh, like yes. there's something like that's sort of nice about about that. Like there were moments that I thought were very moving and affecting for me personally. So if it was something that you have like at all of a passing interest in, I definitely recommend checking this out. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, and you have a great companion podcast. That's true. Wow. Those podcasts are still there. That's crazy that you said that. (laughs) They are Ariel. They They never left that hotel. (laughs) They just stayed there. And those fun little podcasts will, will 
run or will mm-hmm. skateboard next to the pool to their heart's content. They're stuck in 2007 and 2022. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> On yeah. a loop forever. Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So I think that uh, we can move on to, we started the show or we talked early on in the show about awards, uh, oh, the, the yes. prestigious mm-hmm. Emmy Awards. And we, you and I showed up at the red carpet at the Emmy Awards and they didn't let us in. It was very rude, <laughs> but we, we won't mention that again. Uh, but we will create our own award show here mm-hmm. and hand out some superlatives and uh, mm-hmm. awards to some of these fun characters that we've come to yes. know and love this past year. Ariel, what do you think they call the awards that they give out at the White Lotus? They're not the Emmys. They're not the, the Tanyas. The Tanyas. Because, <laughs> you know, RIP. I know. Uh, Is that like, a, but do you want to give Tanya a Tanya? Like what? I, oh, no. Name? Yeah, maybe you know, no. We can't give her. We can't give Cecil B. DeMille the Cecil B. DeMille <laughs> Award. Ugh, you idiot. Uh, maybe it's the, what was, oh, I, I can't remember Tanya's mother's name. Um, maybe. The, <laughs> could be like the, the, the Spritzies. The phallic mother. Oh, no. <laughs> oh no a full blue moment um yeah i don't know something something high class maybe mm-hmm. the a color to match white lotus the rose awards or something the rose like what about the spritzies because they're always Ooh, i love the spritzies <laughs> it sounds so dumb i love it <laughs> it's perfect it's perfect it's perfect okay now that we've come up with a sufficiently dumb name of uh-huh. Ariel, who would you give the spritzy for MVP of, and I guess we're talking about White Lotus vacation shows, et cetera, the MVP and et cetera, and et cetera <laughs> the MVP of all of the different uh, resort shows that we covered this year. Yeah. You see, I, now that I talked about Balthazar, I want to give it to Balthazar. Oh, what a, He's my, what I'll, a I'll, wild I'll, upset. I know. <laughs> I know. Like the person no one's heard of. Uh, but no, but but if I'm being honest with myself, he he be, he would easily be my honorable mention here. But I think I have to give it to Daphne. I think oh, coming wow. in, coming into her, taking her entire journey into consideration. And I probably would have said after like episode one or two, like no effing way am I giving this award to her. Mm-hmm. But the way she, the way she's able to be uh a zen master slash a psychopath and kind of will her emotions in a way and kind of wield them uh positively question mark uh Mm -hmm. for herself and take power like like regardless of of how you feel about where she falls on things and if you feel like her approach is quote-unquote correct or right or not or anything like that i just think she was a fascinating character that really surprised me i'm big on on uh on surprises i talk about that all the time uh when grace and i talk about movies on push Mm -hmm. recaps theater like what was the most surprising and she really was and i think she she will live on uh perhaps in a future season but she will live Mm -hmm. on in my heart 
uh, for a long time. And it, it was, I love someone who can just like, like I said, surprise me, but really run away with, with like the emotion of a scene. And she did that many, many times yeah. uh, throughout the season. Yeah. Daphne was a huge character. Megan Fahey's performance was outstanding. I've seen a lot of praise for her from both critics and just fans on the internet for her ability to play a scene revealing multiple dimensions of subtle emotions. And, you know, most notably in that scene where she tells, where Ethan tells her that he thinks that their spouses are cheating together. Um, Mm -hmm. That was a really incredible scene. Um, So, Definitely, Daphne is a great choice. I have to give the MVP to Tanya. Tanya McQuad. I do. Because she had two great seasons. I agree with the uh, the Emmy Award, uh, with the Emmy uh, Award Academy. Is it an Academy, Ariel? We are are an Academy here. Okay, we are an Academy. And I... (laughs) Unto ourselves. (laughs) The fact that she has that moment... That she shoots the high end gaze and then plummets to her death at her own doing. Um, with no one girl. to blame. No one to blame but her own stupidity. Um, it was so glorious. Like two really glorious seasons. Um, so I have to give the MVP to Tanya McQuad. I love it. It's it, it feels appropriate. We we as awards givers know from other awards shows that uh, they love to give like a posthumous award, whether it's a character or a real life actor. So this, mm-hmm. this makes sense. This it does make it. sense. It, this... It, it, if anything, it makes us more prestigious, honestly. It's a lifetime achievement achievement award. Yes, we love lifetime achievements. Yes. Uh, okay, um, Ariel, is there a, an LVP spritzy that we're going to give out? Uh, I'm trying to think of, of season one one and season two i i kind of this is gonna sound so rough uh i'm trying to think if there's anyone on season two that i give it more i kind of like the person that stuck out of my brain is kind of boring but mark from season one oh Ma- Mark Mosbacher, Mark Mosbacher, just because with his swollen I, testicles. <laughs> yes, because the way he and really this stuck out to me more so, especially on the rewatch, the way he is so um, I don't know, almost toxic with how he deals with with news throughout the first, like the first three or even four episodes, he's dealing with some like piece of information that has thrown him for a spin, and I think. Even like at least Cameron, like in, you know, in season two, he's there's something fun about him. <laughs> oh, I think I love I love Steve Zahn as Mark Vos. I love the performance. Like, I think I'm, I'm making the distinction between like similar, I guess, to how he yeah. did with the MVP, like the, you know, the performer versus the the, the character. But I just think some of the. I don't know. He's just he. He he's hey, not he's he, not like a bad person per se. I I, he, the, I think he the, might be. Yeah. The, <laughs> but the uh the level of privilege that he is unaware of and just how like fundamental fundamentally flawed honestly like his the glasses that he looks at on mm-hmm. on the world are it just it see it seems worse 
uh, long term, perhaps, and just like all in society wise mm-hmm. than some of these other things that like dark triad is getting into. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, hey, look, you just that's your truth, Ariel. You don't have to defend <laughs> it to me. Um, yeah, I, I actually I just going to interject now just to talk about how buzzy this show is with the White Lotus and like what an impact is like one of my friends who like I don't think has ever listened to my podcast. I think he does like does know my podcast about the White Lotus. He just apropos of nothing texted me was the word pasta uttered once in all of White Lotus season two. I don't <laughs> think it was. <laughs> Honestly, uh, mm, it, I, I can remember her harmonica VT day something. Was, I don't know if she, she mentioned say pasta or did she didn't say spaghetti right, right. or linguine. I don't know. Yeah, we're going to have to do right in with the answer. Deep, you know. We're going to have to do a deep dive to we five didn't years. Dive, we haven't dived deep enough yet. Um, uh-huh. I think so for me, I think the LVP is the first, name that I thought of was I don't even know I think that this that his character had a name but maybe Alex Merlino's character from season one (laughs) is probably like what it wasn't he wasn't like a load-bearing structure in the plot of season one like I think the way I've been feeling guilty (laughs) ever since I first chat on him so to speak his performance that episode and then now to come to this moment Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel seen yeah, I he I'll say not the most he he he's definitely on the short list in terms of value added <laughs> for a season. Um so so Alex Merlino at least gets honorable mention. I do think that there are some characters in season two that you could say, like, you know, we're we were weren't our favorites or we didn't need them. Like was Rocco like utilized that well? Did he add a lot? I don't know. Maybe Rocco's on that list. Giuseppe definitely gave me major creep vibes. Um, but I, I, I don't know. No, Let's give it to Alec. He deserves it. He has an Emmy now. <laughs> he has a, a spritzy LVP too. That seems good fair. for you, Alec. Congratulations. <laughs> um, okay. Ariel, who's the person? from all of our vacation shows that you would most like to travel with, go on a vacation with, if I wasn't available. This is rough. This is hard to pick one person. Uh, But I think I'm going to have to go with Mia from from season two. I almost said Valentina because I thought she could, like, get stuff. She would – I would figure out a way to get on her good side. And then she would like yell at other people when they were like taking our seats or like doing stuff like that. I think she'd be like a good uh, power person to have in like social situations. But I think all in pound for pound, Mia would be the most fun, the most ridiculous, the most like willing to just go with the flow and and show me around Sicily, honestly. That would be amazing. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go with Mia also. I think she would just be a blast. I loved her. Like she was one of the characters that... There's so many characters that I liked for different reasons. I mean, we talked about Daphne. We talked about Tanya. But I think Mia really enchanted me as, like, just somebody that I just delighted in. Um, I would love to go on a vacation with Mia. She would be so fun. She'd be spontaneous. She also seems to be, like, you know, she's always going along with what Lucia wants to do. So you could probably get her to do whatever you wanted to do. She's, like, a good Mm -hmm. kind of come with gal. Um, Just make sure that she doesn't get into your bag and mix up your pills your drugs you better have your pills color-coded with mm-hmm. little stamps on them because yeah it'll mess you up yes uh, uh what about what about on the other side person you'd least like to vacation with 
Almost everybody else. No, I think it has to be Shane. It has oh to be Shane, God. right? Yes. Like he's. We were totally on the same page yeah. on this one too. <laughs> it has to be Shane. He's like the most. I mean, there's like to say that the characters in the White Lotus are flawed is an understatement. Like even he's you generous, know, even yeah. we just like extolled Mia's praises, but everybody in the White Lotus has a flaw or a blind spot or a dark mm -hmm. side. Um, but when it comes to Shane, it's really all dark side, right? Like there's no, there's no silver lining yeah, on that cloud. It's, it's, it's not great. I mean, I would love to have his mom around. I guess not. It's more, it's definitely more of the Molly Shannon versus the mm -hmm. actual character, but I would love to hear her telling stories. Um, but yeah, I almost said Salvatore from the front desk of season two. Just oh he's, yeah. He's annoying. But then I remembered Shane. And I was like, oh, it's definitely Shane. Salvatore <laughs> might at least bring you some arancini. He'll be like, I'm at the beach club. I'm here. I don't know what I'm supposed to be next. And I'd be like, you need to go get me an arancini. Like, yeah. Amanda said. Um, Ariel, who wins the spritzy for the most difficult to classify in a game of F. Murray Abraham? Oh, my God. Um, most difficult. It might be... I don't know. I think it might be Harper. Ooh, for me, yes. I think she's there. There are so many different parts of her personality mm -hmm. that pop at different times and different situations. And yeah, for some people, it's like, oh, she's, you know, she complains and naggy, whatever. But we saw her show a lot of other things as well. She showed other things as well. No, she's <laughs> she's got a wild side to her. She can be fun. Yes, I think... Um, yeah, it's it's just most and it it kind of depends on like which Harper I'm getting, you know, mm -hmm. that like if I want to Murray or Abraham her. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what about you? I think that this is a really clear slam dunk for our boy Cameron. <laughs> yes yes it's honestly it seems like this this category was written <laughs> i may have written this category specifically. we are retroactively giving awards via the cameron yes. the cameron sullivan award for person that you can't decide whether you want to f murray or abraham yeah i think that makes sense mm -hmm. I, I think we all we all feel a certain kind of way about <laughs> about him and about ourselves in kind <laughs> Depending on how we feel about him, we we very, we look at ourselves very, in the mirror a little differently. Very dark triad. Oh, not the mirror, dark. Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like mirrors and we don't like space. <laughs> um, best customer service award. I mean, I was gonna say Isabella, mm. but. It's she's, gotta she's very professional. It's got to be Belinda, right? Yeah. Just as far as like all in, you know, from from beginning to end experience and the things that we saw her go above and beyond to do for Tanya and seemingly a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. I think it's she deserves this award for sure. Give Belinda her flowers. She definitely deserves this. I did like dabble for a moment and entertain the idea of giving this to Lucia, who does eventually actually defraud somebody, <laughs> um, which I get. Best I Bernie Madoff award. Yeah. I think I think that 
before that, uh, you know, her customers were very satisfied, but um, mm -hmm. I definitely want, I definitely think that Belinda is um, head and shoulders over the rest of the White Lotus service staff in terms of what she provides. Um, the worst customer service award, Ariel. Oh God. Um, can't really say Armand. I think it's gotta be, it's gotta be Giuseppe, right? Cause he's just mm. not good at the service that he's providing, uh, whether it's the piano or whatever he was trying to do to, <laughs> to Mia and that deconsecrated church. She was not satisfied. That she was, was not satisfied. Uh, his heart was ultimately not satisfied mm. or maybe overly satisfied. Uh, so I think I got to give it to him because music is very special as we saw Mia prove. Um, oh, that's, that's great. Um, let's, um, let's, uh, let's sort of cut to the chase, uh, Ariel, who gets the spritzy for best butt in the white Lotus. <laughs> The award that everybody has been Everybody's waiting for been waiting the entire for. night. I know Jess Sterling has been waiting to find out. This is the most highly anticipated award of the night. The spritzy for is, best butt. It's really only. It's what it's the 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 the, the nominees are. <laughs> the nominees for the uh, nominees for best butt in the White Lotus or vacation shows, etc. Et it's. Uh, I think we see Shane's in season one. Mm -hmm. So that would Cameron's, be Jake Lacey. Yes. Jake Lacey. Yeah, we see Cameron's in season two. Yeah, Theo James in season two. And we see, uh, I mean, just worth mentioning, we see whoever uh, Armand gets caught with. We see that we it's do. Not Alec Is that it's Dylan? The skinny, it's the skinny Alec Merlino. Yes, it's Dylan. It's Dylan. Yeah. Uh, and then. In season two, there was another one, right? In season two, we see oh, yes. Leo Leo Woodall, um, who plays Jack. Mm -hmm. We see his tattooed butt and Ariel. Oh, we also that, see yeah. uh, Sabrina Impacciatore's butt. In That's true. Oh my god! I so there's, like a there's a lot. There's a lot of good, a lot of good, a lot of good butts. I, are we missing any 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 butts? Oh, we see <laughs> um, we see Adam DeMarco. Who mm -hmm. plays um, Albie. Albie? Yeah, the White Sox. No, that's a no for me. Uh, but uh, oh, but <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna look. I think it has to be. I think it has. It has to be. We're, oh, he, we're opening. He's opening the. <laughs> it has to be Theo James, right? The this Spritz is another award. That's Fritzy for best butt in the white lotus season one the white lotus season two and the resort is uh, congratulations theo james yeah outstanding work outstanding <laughs> work very uh upstanding oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> incredible another award that we made up just so we could bring up mm -hmm. cameron slash theo james what an incredible night. I'm so sorry to everyone who came here and got dressed up for the spirit. <laughs> because now this this church that we sat at has now been deconsecrated. Oh, we have just deconsecrated this uh, podcasting studio slash church. Um, wow. So the spritzies. What a high honor. Um, you know, this was 2022 was a year where I drank more Aperol spritzes than I wanted to. And I, uh -huh. I think I'm going to take 2023 off of the Aperol spritzes. Um, but it's, it's like you're on vacation when 
in Sicily, you know, it's like, that's what vacations are for. You overindulge yes. in what is there, what that place has to offer. And we really did overindulge in these shows, Ariel, um, mm -hmm. doing sometimes two to three podcasts a week. We've done four podcasts a week uh, on some special occasions. Um, but, yeah. you know, I think that we we had a great trip and I'm going to keep these memories with me forever. Yeah, we worked almost as hard as Theo James. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's been it's been such an incredible time. I am exhausted and I'm happy that we got to come home for the holidays and spend time with our families. Mm -hmm. We're so generous of our bosses to allow us to, <laughs> to come back to the mainland, uh, to the States. And and like you said, these these memories will stay with us and uh, hopefully stay with all of you. This is this, you know, this 2022 in review series has been going on all month long and there's only one left after this. this oh, was wow. The, this is the penultimate. This is the penultimate uh, episode. We so, love a penultimate episode. Uh, over a high here. honor, a high mm -hmm. honor for us. And it's, it's been such a thrill to do it with, with you, Amanda. Oh, thank you, Ariel. Well, what, what else do you have going on? Like where can people keep up with you now that your bags are unpacked and you're done vacationing and ready to get back to work talking about uh, more serious things? I am trying to find my passport because I have since <laughs> lost it in the last 10 minutes. No, uh, I am covering movies as always with Grace uh, over on Push Recaps Theater and uh, covering there's something else going on. Oh, that's right. Our, we covered 1899 to go into similar like eight, uh, the resort is to white lotus as 1899 is to dark so we did Ooh. like a, an 1899 watch getting us ready for our uh full dark rewatch with spoilers we're very excited about that that uh that first episode of season one of the dark rewatch is is imminent uh so look out for that in the next couple of days i'm super excited to get into that and super intimidated because that show is super complicated uh, in a way that I love and hurts my brain like, <laughs> and even the hurts my brain thing in a way that I love. Um, and, you know, just just looking forward to the new year and what what amazing things the new year can bring us. Awesome. Uh, what about you, Amanda? I know you're we're, we're still on Twitter. We're holding on tight. Yes. Yeah. So you can keep up with me on Twitter where I'm at Dr. Amanda R. That's the R. Amanda R. Um, and I am not pot doing any other podcast right at this very moment, but pretty early on in 2023, I'm really excited to start a, a project where um, I'm going to be gearing up for Party Down Season 3 by doing a oh, rewatch of Party Down Season 1 and 2, maybe Party Down the Hatch, if you will. I don't know. Ooh. We're just spitballing here, still workshopping it. Um, but I'm really excited because my co-host for that podcast is going to be the great Emily Fox. Um, we'll be talking so about Party Down season one and two. I'm still sort of working out the details, but um, in the lead up to the anticipated season three, which will be dropping late in February of 2023. Yeah, that's one of those. Uh, we were gone, but we came back. So people love a... a Mm, reboot is the wrong word but a mm -hmm. a follow-up a follow-up yes. uh, series if you will yes That's um very, very yeah something like 10 years has passed um but these actors 
don't seem to have aged that much. They look great. Everyone looks great. You know, especially that uh, what's his name? Like Adam was in and Dri- I'm like Adam Driver. No, Adam <laughs> Adam, Adam Scott Lambert. Yeah, Adam Scott. <laughs> uh, yes, that is super exciting. I I have to, it's been so long since I rewatched. I would love to. I definitely. Oh well, you have just that. the occasion to know, do it perfect. now, Ariel. <laughs> I love a a uh, a companion piece, mm-hmm, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we close out. Uh, just want to remind everyone one last time about the audience survey. That's poshorecaps.com slash survey 2022. Every response is greatly appreciated and it will help make post-show recaps the best it can be. Again, that's poshorecaps.com slash survey 2022. Well, Amanda, the end is near. Mm-hmm. That's going to do it for, <laughs> for mm-hmm. us here on the White Lotus Resort Show, etc. episode of 2022 in Review. And speaking of episodes, make sure you're subscribed to the 2022 in Review podcast series at posturerecaps.com slash 2022 in Review as our lookbacks in the year in TV continue and it's almost over like we said there's only one episode left the grand finale Mm. Uh, but we hope we have kept you warm and busy during this long December Uh, until next time bye bye bon voyage Mm -hmm.